iCloud recording. Hey, just right off the start, you know what's going to happen right after this is going to run into this Zoom upload is going to go right into Speak. Zoom app, Zoom Zapier integration. Very exciting times. Vatsal, hack that thing together. Yeah. Working, yeah, very, very exciting. And I think there's already a couple applications of this that are coming up for some of the people who are using our system. So uh, I look forward to people starting to hook that up and make this whole thing automatic and beautiful. Uh, this is Office Hours 28. We get together uh, Fridays, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a, a, a guest in the house and on the show. Well, he's always on the show, but uh, Tim, nice to see you there. Uh, Welcome Let's do, back. Yeah, yeah it's great to have you. Brought some fruits. He brought, oh, where? One sec, one sec. He was nice and smart. He bought one that uh, uh, didn't take that much management. Um, uh, so that's uh, appreciative of that. Let's do it. Uh, Lauren is here. Um, uh, he is in ghost mode, but he is, but he, he made us reconfigure our hands. So we're doing seven each. Let's do office hours 28. Yeah. It's been a crazy week, a good week, short week, coming back from the long weekend. Uh, I just think, feel things are moving quick, but also moving uh, more efficient and more, maybe maybe this is just a good, you know, it, it, sometimes there's these things in life where you're just like, everything feels too good until something breaks, but I feel like we're moving quick, things are happening and it's it less, it's more smooth. Uh, so hopefully you guys feel the same way uh, and uh, we're gonna hope to, to continue that trend. Quickly, Tyler Bryden. Uh, you know what? This is what I'm interested in right now is telling stories through data. Uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit, but uh, maybe just a quick intro from everyone here. I am, I guess, the CEO, if I don't like that term, founder, Speak AI, uh, and uh, grateful to be surrounded by good people and let you guys make a quick intro, and then we'll hop into some topics for today. We've got some good ones here. All right. Can you guys still hear me? All righty. Uh, I'm Lauren. Uh, my video is not working at the moment, but hopefully someday it'll come back here. Uh, I'm the accountant. Uh, I do administrative work and uh, just keeping things afloat, keeping uh, all the numbers uh, balanced. And yeah, it's been a fun ride with these fellows. Can't see it. Lauren has a beautiful mustache right now. And Lauren also uh, was uh, instrumental in his role of head of security this week uh, as well, too. So thank you, Lauren. Come <laughs> on, oh, Lauren. We have some time. Let's figure out the camera. <laughs> I may leave and come back and see if that helps. All right. Welcome. Let's do it. I guess uh, I'll go here and um, name's Tim. Uh, I'm product developer at, at Speak AI and been um, really seeing how over the past couple of weeks, if not more, we've been largely gaining momentum in this um, inertia toward data-driven decisions toward what we're, what we're building. Um, Really looking forward to bringing this topic up and excited at, uh, at, at being here. Oh, we got two Lorens now. Oh. There's one Lauren on camera. Here he is. Hello. Other Lauren, Hi. can I ask yeah, you? Yeah. Huh. Can I, oh, here we go. One sec. I'm going to do, I'm not going to report you just, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what, Nihal? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm Michal, uh, digital strategist here at Speak. Uh, do do a lot of writing, do a lot of uh, thinking, um, do a lot of talking to everyone on the team, uh, and yeah, it's exciting to to be this far down the office hours rabbit hole. Like that. 
This is probably my 12, 17th one, I guess. Oh, yeah. I like that you picking up. Uh, I said last what you said last time, which is like the resident, the no man. Uh, the, that's good to have some no men's on the team. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that a lot. Lauren, for a while, was the resident of that. Vatsol would come in um, very swiftly sometimes with that. Uh, and it's, but you have a solid uh, ongoing uh, strategy of saying no. So <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, everything has gotten better since, uh, since you've joined here. So uh, grateful for that. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, what's all here? Uh, CTO at SpeedKI, uh, working on the engineering side, building the product, along with uh, lately moved on the on the on 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 the customer segmentation side, trying to reach out them and uh, had my first uh, sale, official sale, uh, the first subscription on the speech. I'm very excited about that. It is not about. Uh, uh, it is not about as an individual, but it is more about as a team, uh, getting close to uh, the more understanding about the customer and why are they signing up and trying to connect them and see uh, how are they even doing and uh, what how, how we can help uh, all together. So uh, that's a main focus uh, lately and uh, enjoying a lot of stuff on the machine learning side, spend some time over the weekend on the GPT-3 uh, nothing solid right now on my end, but uh, at some point, we, as we talked about last week uh, on the GPT-3, the whole episode, uh, or the previous one maybe. So uh, looking forward to see and bring some innovations to the product to uh, help more customers and uh, very excited about uh, today's talk. Beautiful. I guess just to keep that trend going, um, Basil, you've got... Uh, mm -hmm. Sort of, you know, connected with this is this uh, integration of intercom into our system, and maybe yeah. just want to set that up, and we can have a, a discussion about how that's that's helping us connect already and some of the opportunities there. Sure. I mean, we were using uh, this is still a good application called Rift, and uh, it's sort of a live chat, uh, but intercom uh, uh, took a lot of places over there because they have the outbound leads, inbound leads, and also you can do the product tour and a lot of other stuff. And I was yesterday after the production release, I was playing around with this intercom and, and found a beautiful flow, uh, how, we can, how we can nudge the customers based on their action. And uh, even if they don't take any actions, we can still send them an email and update them as we are working on throughout this week on the onboarding and how we can improve our workflow. Uh, I don't know that completely exactly uh, fit what, what we are looking for. And uh, the goal, what we talked about this week was to have 100% onboarding uh, if the user signed up and that is the goal and that help us to uh, nurture that around uh, building the applications in a way that can help uh, our users easily and also uh, they can they can just send a message, a feedback, any any uh, suggestions or also the product tool. So uh, Nihal has just write up the a beautiful updates on what is coming in and what are the changes updated. So we might be thinking at some point today or, or Monday to push on through the intercom to all these users. Uh, but the condition was like, send the updates to the users who are already on board or maybe more than 100 days or 150 days or maybe 14 days at least uh, about the free trial. So they can see the update, what is going on, what are the new changes and expire that update after two weeks. 
So because obviously we are going to release more updates as per in our time pipeline so that we can always push those notifications to the users and see if we can find any triggers. So that is very exciting to setting up the intercom and the whole infrastructure around that. Uh, and even the product tour, uh, which I'm working on at this moment to see uh, also you guys at some point next week, uh, how are we planning to show, show them the product tour uh, to the new customers and also specifically on the onboarding side, if they are missing something, how we can help them to navigate, hey, here it is, here you go, here you can find. So that is very exciting. I think just one thing that you know, we've talked about a lot, probably heard a lot as well too, is like you know, people signing up for maybe slightly different reasons or jobs to be done or paths that they're taking through the application to produce value. So I think what I, I get really excited about both from Intercom, but then also some of the stuff that we're working on with email, is like, depending on what you're doing, uh, who you are and yeah, what you're trying to accomplish, there's very relevant information and then there's a, a lot of irrelevant information. So the more that we can sort of personalize this journey for someone to uh, get that aha moment very quickly or produce that value is uh, exciting. And um, it's nice to be able to have finally some of the segmentation and, and ability to do that. Uh, yeah, just just uh, yeah. grateful grateful to have Intercom. And also like, it seems like, we watched a talk by that we were talking about it last week, but that intercom and like just so precise on how they talk about intercom, why, why this, this woman was so excited to join the team and you can see it when it's built into the product and just the interface and uh, just a great experience overall. That's replacing several applications at once that are usually, uh, you know, quite uh, uh, extensive in terms of pricing and sort of the ways to tie them all together. So they've done a fantastic job at intercom and look, look forward to exploring that more. It's definitely a complex product in terms of to get hands on quickly. And so, I mean, that makes sense why they have the whole intercom community around helping you through the academic courses and also the articles to what is that about and how you can make it more impactful uh, into your product. So that is brilliantly done uh, throughout throughout the, the whole different features. And Nihal, you've been writing uh, some emails, I guess. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on uh, any thoughts on that? on like feature adoption and helping people complete onboard yeah just we've had some really good discussions lately like we we did this sort of switch from free trial to or sorry freemium to free trial mm -hmm. did sort of some tests of emails and now you know understanding what's sort of working what's not taking some doing some experiments but i think along the way realizing there's sort of these crucial moments where we should be communicating directly with users and relevant valuable information um and yeah, just just how 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 just how I guess you're thinking about this and um, the, sh the shift that we've seen over the last couple of months as we focus more on on this part. Right. Um, I think I think the biggest thing that's uh, and we talked about this the last time as well, but it's been interesting to see that with the free trial, it hasn't really slowed down uh, signups. If anything, it's accelerated signups and the signups that have come in. Uh, have, I mean, a super small sample size, but we've gotten more like kind of organic signups in the past, like since switching to the free trial than when we just had it open, like when it was free for forever, essentially, um, which I, I thought was interesting because uh, you think about a lot of these apps that gain a lot of traction through, you know, like free models and, you know, maybe in the future we'll have a way of efficiently bring that back to the public. Uh, but I think, especially when you're uh, a younger company and maybe not deep, like consumer focused, 
you know, uh, you you don't really benefit from having a free free offering to the public. Uh, whereas with a free trial, you're still you're almost more able to give them a more complete set of solutions. Like use the entire platform, and if you like it, you know, sign up for a plan, uh, which I thought has been interesting. And with that, we've also seen a shift in our mindset as well, where we're trying to go after, uh, you know, understanding what exactly is making people either, you know, complete the onboarding, uh, the people that actually convert for signing up for an app, like signing up for a subscription, uh, and even people that have left the platform. I think now we're trying to put a bit more effort into, you know, uh, I forget the name, but basically trying to get people who have churned um, back onto the platform, or at least, at the very least, provide us with uh, feedback on why they left, right? So uh, that'll help us better def- uh, define the areas we need to like improve on, the areas we maybe need to focus on a bit better. If our, you know, for example, if people are struggling with onboarding, um, you know, maybe, maybe it's time for us to do it, you know, uh, put a sprint uh, to work on that. If people are struggling with actually understanding the platform, maybe we need to integrate better education within the platform. And now that we have Intercom, maybe through Intercom, leveraging that to actually get people to understand what they're doing with our uh, our platform as well. Um, yeah. Uh, apart from that, some insights that I think we've seen come in uh, from, let's say, our initial run at an email flow, like reworking the email flow was... You know, one thing we decided was we're probably sending too many emails. So that was that was a nice little insight because what we saw was with the welcome series, we maybe got we got engagement towards the start, maybe the midpoint, and then the end. So you know, it, it kind of made the middle emails in between those 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 touch points kind of redundant because uh, I guess people were just getting burnt out from the emails. And you actually saw that with you know we can see number of people that unsubscribe and stuff and like the welcome series which had the most number of emails also had the highest number of unsubscribes right uh, so that, that was a fun little insight something you know i guess just from general marketing statistics but it's it's also good to know and see it for yourself because then you're able to adjust accordingly um and then i i think what surprised me for instance was within our free trial like when the free trial was ending um people didn't really care when they were halfway through but then when they had three days left and the final day, those two emails actually had the most engagement in that kind of flow, uh, which kind of indicates, I guess, the people that did open it at the three days left, uh, maybe were close to converting or weren't. And then, you know, they either did or didn't, which I think provides an opportunity to optimize that process to maybe, you know, hop on a call with them and try to understand what would get them to, you know, even just sign up for a $15 a month plan, uh, which would be great. Uh, I want to say it's because of my subject lines and maybe they're just like, what the, what the hell is this? Because <laughs> I think one of my subject lines is like, the end is near, you know? Mm-hmm. And that one has like a 40% open rate, which, <laughs> which I mean, works. Right? That's all with my face on there, doomsday. <laughs> doomsday. <laughs> um, yeah. It's uh, just, you know, just a couple parts that that was just like one of the tweets that's when we were talking about uh, this week was uh, 
the guy who, um, I can't remember his name, but the guy who created Copy AI did a little uh, employee structure of Superhuman, I believe, uh, the application and like who they hired. And the first like 25 hires are just onboarding specialists and like customer success specialists. So there's Jeff, there's something that, you know, remains to be seen about the work that we need to put into the onboarding and the first original experience to then build the value throughout. And talked about that a little bit, little bit yesterday. We also um, had uh, bombarded uh, Tim with uh, a meeting. Tim has been taking over sort of the amplitude uh, which we used to do some uh, product stats and statistics, and then also some of the onboarding experience. And, uh, you know, basically Tim is, you know, also trying to figure out like why, you know, why are, what, what even for example, what method of trying to upload media or actions when you first onboard in the app are leading people to find value versus not. And, um, you know, maybe Tim, uh, if there's any thoughts you want to add about sort of this topic, but maybe also transitioning into some of the stuff around, you know, just keeping these data-driven decisions. Because a lot of this is based, like a lot of decisions we made this week, and even what, as Nihal just said, is like, we looked at open rates and found, you know, that these emails weren't delivering value. So that's why we made the decision instead of just going by feel and intuition, which plays a role, but is not always the most valuable thing. So I guess just any thoughts from your work on onboarding? And then also, um, you know, the topic that you want to introduce today about the momentum of data-driven decisions. All right. Um, sure. Um, I'll, I'll try to, um, I guess, to start with thinking of, of um, how it went with onboarding in the very beginning was, um, in the very beginning of this feature development life cycle, we, we made a lot of assumptions and those assumptions were, were informed indeed, but they were not data-driven. And we were a little bit like blind cats walking on a dark alley, really not, we did our best. And now after weeks of gathering data on not only the, uh, what users select as their preferred method, but as well as data points like their operating systems or size of their screens. and and even whether it's mobile or desktop. With all these data points, we're now learning that there are tendencies to, there are, there are tendencies that are reoccurring predictably and that from which we can now iterate on, um, on this onboarding flow. And what you're saying is that we're, there is so much power in figuring out the customer, just the, the uh, not completion, not conversion, but the activation of customer that is happening throughout this process. Um, it's a journey up the hill because it's 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 full of friction. Thinking of a, of anything new in your life would uh, would demand lots of energy just to apprehend and to realize the value. But more than that, it's the competition with every other service and every other new thing that the user has in their life, besides speak, that are to be incorporated into their workflow at work or in personal life. Um, having many of these use cases, we did uh, end up with a very we did, we did end up looking 
back into the history and the foundations of speakia the pillars and having them in mind to capture to analyze and to uh, share produce the value we are now seeing that there are friction points unique to every niche method and that um, there is the work that we can do that is very meaningful and that is very data-driven in this case. Um, so I guess to conclude from this onboarding, it's, it's like designing the front gate of your property. And in, we had to think lots about the core of the product, how do we really produce value and then deliver and share that, sorry. To, to teach the user in the very beginning, the very first impressions. Um, very exciting to work on that. But uh, I guess if, yeah. You know, for us, it's, you know, it's a really exciting time to have systems in place to actually uh, sort of capture this data cleanly and organize it so that we can actually make use of it. And then I was just looking back at like, metrics from new users, you know, earlier when we had speak, when we didn't have these systems in place, but also like nine people would sign up a month, you know, now some days we have nine people sign up a day. Um, so there's definitely like, we're, it's also just heartwarming to have enough information that, like, as you said, there's almost predictions that we can make. And it's still a very small sample set, uh, or data set that we have, but, um, you know, you can extrapolate and learn a lot very quickly. Uh, from this when there's a bit, bit bigger of a number and a tipping point for us to, to learn from. So uh, excited to have all these things in place. And we put a, took, a, took a long time, took a lot longer than I thought to get these things in place. And I think there's still lots of holes and you know, you know, uh, challenges and data integrity and accuracy, but at the same time, we're getting there. And that, 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 that helps a lot for every, everything that we're doing. Um, Lauren, oh, Tim, you can go ahead too. Absolutely. Just maybe one more thought. Uh, one more thought on this. Um, it is there's countless number of holes and things that we still need to do. But having established and installed the tech and started started with a blank sheet and drawing out very first sketches of even even data taxonomy of our events is sketchy. And it does require work, but it's. I'm not realizing a lot that in the product, in the product, um, in this in this product-centered environment that we're establishing around it. It's uh, how would I say that? It's a live document. It's it's alive, and it is evolving with uh, the rest of the product with user stories. It is evolving alongside. Our, our corporate clients and all the feedback that we get. And we're, we're, I hope that this um, inertia that we got from onboarding will, uh, I hope that we, we hop on the same train with other parts of the application that are valuable and, uh, and that we can iterate on them as well with this data-driven approach. All right, crispy Tim. All right, came with a topic. I appreciate it. 
uh, uh, Lauren, I guess, you know, um, first of all, you didn't, you didn't bring a topic today. So I have a, uh, <laughs> I think do you have, uh, I know any, I guess anything that's sticking out for you so far, any, any thoughts from your end? Um, uh, just on the on top that we're talking about right now, or if you want to say anything there, anything, you know, just, uh, you know, we'd love to hear from Lauren and, uh, it's been too long. It's been 30 minutes and we haven't heard anything. From <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, just as far as setting up these, uh, these data capturing systems, like amplitude and, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I think it's very important that, uh, before you even really look at the data, you kind of have to set up the expectations of what you think you're going to see. And then if, uh, if it doesn't meet those expectations, then there are the holes that we have been talking about. Um, and just like expectations as far as like user uh, behaviors, which is important to uh, keep a track of and uh, figure out like why we had those expectations in, to begin with. And you should probably write down these expectations too. Like uh, before you go anything, you kind of have to make a plan, write it down and uh, write down the changes to the plan. So um, Amplitude can help just giving us the, the flat numbers, but there is quite a bit of uh, user behavior that I don't think that we're 100% uh, capturing in like a very you know specific way, like a data-driven way. It's more like a, based on conversations that we're having through uh, intercom. Um, and before that, it was um, live chat. Was that the one we're using before that? Yeah. And uh, and still, it's just very very unstructured. It's very hard to uh, to figure out, you know, how to even really organize that. It just seems like kind of uh, you're putting up fires as they come up, as opposed to uh, you know setting expectations of what people are going to come and say to us and uh, how we're going to deal with that. Um, Moving along though, uh, you had the topic of new development versus quality of life improvements. I was kind of confused by that a bit. I'm sure I'm kind of confused by quality of life exactly and uh, what that refers to. Is this just referring to like the product and like quality of life is more so um, making sure um, like what is there already is already um, fully fledged out or is quality of life more of a a heuristic thing you're going for, like an improvement mm. on something else there. I'll give you an uh, example that we saw, Nihal and I saw on a call with one of our, uh, you know, prospective customer who was using the application and he was going to, he was going to the Explorer page and he was trying to view the insights and every single time that he would refresh that page or do a search, he would then have to go back and do the time filter or date filter, pick the the, the filter that he wanted. And it was like, how can we like, reduce this amount of clicks or, you know, just and how could we improve this is like, again, this idea of like quality of life, how can we improve this? And so sort of reported that to Vatsal and it's like, it was this guy to click it like six times at least during this thing. And so he made, you know, Vatsal quickly was like, okay, let's make us, you know, I don't know if the term is save state, but basically stores what your filter was and then keeps it that way. So next time you go and visit that explore page, it just remains with that filter and you don't have to add that extra click. And then just one more was Nihal even asking today was, or yesterday was, you know, he was doing a little experiment with some text notes in the application. And he said, you know, I'm writing tags and I have to keep, you know, adding this tag over and over again. Is there any way that it could pre-populate as I start typing? So I think that's like this idea of quality of life with the system that we already have. How can we make, even if they're micro improvements, micro improvements that reduce clicks uh, and improve the entire user experience versus 
you know, let's launch into an entirely new um, development or function or uh, solution within the application that adds, you know, maybe maybe more power to the system in some ways, but also then uh, dilutes our effort on making the core experience that we already have better. Yeah. Isn't that kind of like the point of cookies? You're supposed to remember all of your um, your past you know, inputs and then it kind of- No, just to be clear out, we don't store any sensitive information on our application from user. And also when we talk about the amplitude or tracking the details, we all the data, are, we don't have any sensitive information from our users. So uh, when we talk about tracking their browser or what the activity they do, uh, we just have the numbers about the action. So for example, if a Lauren as a user is on the app.speakai.co, we just know that the user is on this page and use uploaded media. So we don't have any other sensitive information access to anyone in uh, at, at Speak. So just to clear about uh, who are listening, that when we talk about the data driven, when we talk about storing the data and stuff, uh, we also make sure about the security and privacy about the user. So this is not about uh, like losing your privacy and security because, because the platform wants to understand what do you do. So I hope that is more clear about when we talk about the data driven and uh, uh, understanding about what are they doing. So I just wanted to put that one uh, <laughs> before we continue. Back to well, you. isn't what, what you're trying to what you're trying to that, that is like that is called the state that is called the state which we store on the application. So as soon as you signed out, uh, the data is gone, and there is nothing stored on on the on the browser memory or browser cookies or anything. Uh, that is sort of a in application state we use to handle uh, those informations while you are on those pages. So even if you close the browser, we lose the state. We lose uh, what you have even typed. Uh, so it has uh, not nearly to do anything with the cookies or saving your details on the browser memory. I guess you would agree that keeping some of the settings, such as a, a customization of a particular filter or a library or a dashboard would be meaningful. We do save, uh, for example, the layout. So for example, what type of uh, the the... Uh, the layout in terms of the sidebar menu, uh, different navigations and stuff, uh, but we would like not to store any of those details. We might fetch those details from the backend or something, but not to save any sensitive information. Could be the tags, could be the filter memory, anything for the ease for the users on the browser. I mean, not to negotiate in terms of the privacy and security for the ease of the user. There are other workarounds to get to that point about what the users are expecting to do on the application. So team, we will try to do from the backend, but the idea about storing the filter memory and stuff, we that is not an ideal for the end user that the details are saving on the browser memory. That could be the sensitive because that is not, a, let's say this is for the business. So that not, might not be tricky, but if there's any personal notes or anything uh, that is, I mean, risk about, uh, you know, having those access through the browser memory. So I hope that connects everyone's point here <laughs> and also yes. share about the security stuff. Yeah, so I would like to drill a little bit deeper and, and one more follow-up question to this. Um, our browsers do take care of our privacy, don't they? I know that Safari is very careful with the privacy and sharing um, the, the information to track you all over the internet. Uh, they're very careful. Yeah, while we are. 
for sure it is just no it is just about we are not going to make such decisions where user privacy is on the question that was the sentiment around and cookies are going away very soon next year so there's going to be it's going to be a very interesting time not necessarily for maybe Actually, I don't really know how that impacts us, to be honest, um, but it definitely impacts people who are doing advertising. Um, so there's going to be a pretty big shift in uh, usage of technology, uh, um, understanding users uh, next year. And it was actually supposed to, I believe, happen this year or at the start of next year. And, and, and Google, as obviously a big driver of this, um, delayed it because it was causing such fear um, for companies who have relied on cookies for so long. So... I think this is a good time. This is a good shift in the world where people have rightfully so said, I want amazing user experiences, but I also want to be have my privacy protected and I want to be cared about with the amount of data that I emit. And uh, and so, you know, our, our, as an advertiser, sometimes you see the dirty back end and the world back there that is possible. And you then, but then as a person, you're like, wow, uh, I would like this to not uh, be the world that necessarily uh, we are we are part of. So um, I'm excited to sort of try. You know, the work that we've done has been trying to imp empower sort of data analysis and you know do a lot of amazing stuff with data, but also do it in a pretty um, responsible, safe way that still produces a lot of value. And um, I think that's just you know an another thing for us to think about is you know in new development versus quality of life improvement a quality of life improvement might just be making sure that users as they upload more and more media into the system feel more safe feel more secure that they have a good partner and a solution for their work that they're doing and so i think that was just the main thing like we have so many ideas we have so many things in the product roadmap so many things we would love to build um but as we see more adoption and more increased usage and i would say that people are seeing our system as a valid system today, you know, like that, that feels good of like, this system is valuable already. Uh, of course, this would be a nice to have or need to have, but this already does a lot of the things that we're trying to do. There's a, a switch that we have. And I feel mentally that in the past, I, I, I didn't feel confident enough in our application to deliver value. Now we've made that switch over. And of course, again, there's things that we want to improve, but it's a, it's a nice moment to have. And it's great to see people uh, you know, care about what we're doing and, and need need it and want want to use the system as it is. Yeah, it really makes sense. You know, even though all these data are also uh, anonymized uh, by their email or first name or last name, uh, except the user ID, so we can understand who is the user is. Okay, I'm trying to you know now that I you know I've said this preamble here. <laughs> about, you know, how the system is, uh, you know, good as it is. And that, but, you know, uh, that's, you know, the reason we're here because we're, we're innovators, we want to build, uh, we want to do some really interesting things. And one of the ongoing discussions we've had has been, you know, people are taking media, uploading into their system. There are, first of all, there's a, a cost. There's a cost uploading in the system, either you're subscribing for the plan or if you're, you know, past the parameters of your plan, then you're paying on a per minute basis even for transcription and analysis kind of idea and so the goal has been okay if you upload a media how can we return that investment how can we make that investment worthwhile and so one of the ways that we're trying to do that is figure out different ways to repurpose this media visualize it um, obviously give better version stat ways to access and search it and save time interacting with that data one of the things i wanted to bring up quickly 
this is uh, partly egotistical because I uh, designed this and, and but uh, it would not have happened with all, without, <laughs> without all you guys was this infographic sort of idea. And, and we've been talking about this for a really long time, but you know, the way the system creates data and then structures it is so meaningful. And, and as a person who loves data visualization, um, it unlocks a lot of potential for the application, both on a single file, but also on a multi-file. So I wanted, with permission, I got uh, the ability to share one of our, you know, friends of the friends of the show, friends of the company, Microdose, um, uh, uh, and what we did was took a video that they had uploaded into the system. Awesome uh, uh, keynote presentation by Rick Doblin, and basically started to try to create something a little bit more visual and distill the information that Speak has always distilled, but put it in a way that's interactive and engaging and compelling. And, and one of the main ideas here specifically for microdose, but what I can see, you know, not just being for this company, but across people who are doing virtual events or conferences or podcasts, what, what the goal of this in a way is to give a representation of the conversation or the presentation just have, but also to me, what I see here is this, this compels me, seeing this makes me want to listen to the talk. And I think that that's something that is really exciting too. And so broke this idea down of you know, Rick Doblin being the keynote at the Ibogaine conference, here were the keywords that Rick Doblin used with a little sort of numeric representation of, you know, what these keywords and phrases are, a little image to represent it. A lot of it was sort of research and science-based. Because we have not just occurrences of keywords and phrases, we actually have duration in, in seconds or minutes for topics. You can also start to do a little bit of a visualization around what Rick was talking about during the 60-minute presentation. Really sort of cool. And if you're, you know, a person and you're very interested in psychedelic drug research, drug researchers, that piques your interest. It's like, wow, I would love to hear Rick talk about this and then makes that media more accessible and desired. So I think like that part has been really interesting. And then just a couple other cracks that I took at this, which was, you know, what locations were mentioned. And I think maybe this isn't as uh, perfect as I, you know, would like, but you can start to see sort of a little sort of map of what Rick had been talking about, the locations that he had mentioned. And it had been Israel and Brazil, Canada, North America, uh, Mexico. And then lastly, this idea of like people mentioned. And, you know, what was really interesting was, you know, it was sort of bland looking before, but I took the person who was mentioned most and then inserted an image uh, of her into it. And this is just sort of a prototype. Uh, I said to Microdose and obviously to the team here, I am not a designer. So this is a, my, my attempt. But what I, I thought is it, it took something that had felt so abstract to me for years and it built it into something that was concrete enough to show people and then also get a really good feedback. And, you know, Microdose is planning on adopting this and then even building ones in different aspect ratios with different visualizations. So to me, it felt like a polished, Polish maybe is debatable, but an end product of speak that is valuable and can create um, value there. So I just wanted to take a minute. And then the last part is just like, we're so close to making this entire thing automatic. The only part that's basically not automatic here is uh, um, the image of Rick, this image, and this image. Everything else, I could just replace the data and it would automatically update. And we even have things within the speak system where we have their logo and we have their brand color. So we could basically automatically generate this uh, on a single video or ideally even, you know, over multiple videos or for example, full conference that Microdose did. So um, yeah, I just, I just, it just made me so happy and so excited. And it took so long to try to 
figure that out. So I uh, appreciate you sharing, uh, helping me get there. And, uh, you know, I hope it, it you know, it, it feels rewarding to build technology that aligns with the vision that you have and to see it all to come together. So I just wanted to share that a little bit today. And if you have any thoughts or feedback or how can we do this better? How can we design it better? What's missing? How can we use this sort of productized output that we, we see the potential of with Speak uh, to continue to grow the organization and then make the investment of media even better? As a thought, perhaps, on, on the side of the expert, it is very much aligned with what we've been attempting to do for a, a long time. That's this, this sharing part, the production of this value. And on one side, it's very... Um, so we now see polarity as to um, what polarity is to how do we create that value? And if, if, if you see here, Tyler mentioned that the these infographics enable you to ask yourself a question as to is this interesting? Is this combination of people and topics is something you want to participate? listening to and and conversation uh, uh, originally will have uh, um, different topics and not all the podcasts are interesting to listen to so that's sort of the uh, inside that that's connection of, of data points from inside the media and on the other on the other side of this is something we worked upon for a while. It was the uh, hyperlinking into our documents, text documents. Um, and that hyperlinking was this external connection of, of with the web. So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm wondering, do we need the combination of both? And what is what are the users who would benefit from this internal linking. I'm imagining myself, I would, I would love to see the topics that are mentioned in that podcast instead of listening to the two hours or the clips that are taken so that they're uh, um, the clips that are in, that are that are uh, optimized for a wider range of uh, wider uh, range of, of viewers. Um, I'm seeing this as a, this automated summarization and it would be very useful for me as a just podcast consumer. But um, could we compare that? Could we compare that, this, this sort of um, creation of these infographics with the hyperlinking? Um, I guess, would you have any thoughts? I'll just add quickly, it's the first thing, one of the first things when I showed the team at Microdose this, this morning was, could we embed this into a web page and make it interactive? Um, so like, first of all, the one layer of interactivity is like hovering over the graph and seeing a little pop-up and seeing what, you know, insight that is. But I think the next level of that is, um, you know, if we're talking about the DEA, what is the DEA and can you click and then pop open a web reference? So instead of, you know, basically you're creating knowledge. I think that's the part that really compels me here is, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it takes too long to process through uh, a, an hour long conversation, but if you distill it down, there's some really relevant and important pieces of information. And, you know, for myself personally, if I'm like Rick Dobbin, who is a you know personal hero of mine and has a deep well of knowledge is talking about this thing. And I don't know what it is. I want to learn about it. And if I don't even have to search it, there's actually a relevant 
click that I can make, that's that's a really powerful way to to amplify knowledge. And we've heard over and over again this idea of like knowledge mobilization. And I think this is uh, a possible way to do it. And then just along with the hyperlinking, you know, we've done some stuff with Wikipedia libraries, often comes images. So uh, I was saying to Nihal, like, it's cool to do word clouds, but why, you know, what would be really cool is to do word clouds that actually use the logo of the company. So it actually actually shows the design of the logo and not just the word itself. So that's the possibility of doing this in the right way of, of taking valuable information and displaying it and blending this art and science and, and math and love of language all together into visualizations that are valuable and compelling and, and give you information with just an, an image or a graphic. Um, so I think there's still a lot of work from our side to figure out how to best do it, but I think we're getting closer and, and closer to it. Okay, oh, thumbs up. All right, okay, I'll take that. Uh, we're at uh, 12, oh, oh, 1250 uh, EST. Uh, <laughs> I guess we have 10 minutes here. Uh, anyone, this is open open house. Anyone have anything that they wanna chat about uh, after a short week, after a long weekend, and after, a, I, I consider a really a, a good week, I feel uh, energetic and fired up at the end of the week, which is sometimes a better feeling than exhausted and, and beaten. <laughs> and beaten. That is sort of the balance. Down. That is sort of the balance. That was, I was wishing in the morning that I hope I don't have the same Friday I had last week or maybe last to last week. So, so far so good because we released a new update yesterday late night, pretty smooth uh, production release yesterday. Uh, it went well. Uh, so yeah, that is good. I'm just, I was just more thinking towards uh, how, about the capturing the media at the same time. And, and it's like now the Zoom just updated. And if you can see in the bottom area, there are the apps. And uh, uh, in the apps, there are only four, five applications who does, who all of them does the, just the transcription. Uh, but if you, I don't know, so far I only found the one who does the people insights and the people insights called warmly people insights productivity app who just does the the insights throughout uh, what happened in the meeting a little bit still unsure about what exactly they do uh, but it's pretty interesting to see if we if we have the app and still uh, pretty new it's called the zoom apps uh, the whole infrastructure the whole idea around the zoom apps is integrate during the meeting so you don't even need to connect i mean obviously you need to allow the permission for the one time but uh we might have the opportunity here to have the it's courtesy you're gone here uh of course rare is here which fetch do the live transcription which is seems like a new thing they are doing now uh so yeah that is pretty pretty cool to see and, and having those uh visualizations or the infographics connect with those two dots that would be the brilliant execution if we one day but uh, that would be the mind blowing as soon as you come to your meeting you have the infographic ready uh, in your email or whatever in your dashboard or something right so i mean again the the thing we talk about is like are we solving today's problem or tomorrow's thing tomorrow's problem so that could be the tomorrow's thing when everyone is exhausted by the transcription thing and and started thinking about like you know uh still the, that's that is uh we'll see how does that work work on 
you said you said one day, so you're saying it, it'll be ready tomorrow. Is that what you're, you're saying? Yeah, you got it. Right? So, uh, that's, that's, that's what you're going to work for a long time. And, uh, 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 you know, just uh, I'm sorry, but like when I think of okay, the infographic part, but then even you know, Tim, I, you know, we've been pretty busy here, so this is you know, it's been the outside, but like we had that sort of simple prototype of like the NER happening in real time, and you know, you brought up this rev real time sort of uh, transcription. I just, I see the real-time transcription, but somehow sort of animating a screen or doing a screen share and illustrating what you're talking about. And I just, you know, probably a future problem, maybe not even a future problem, maybe just a cool thing to have, but I will give a damn, it will come to life one day. And uh, I look forward to sharing that joy with you. And even maybe having an office hour one day where we use that tool um, for ourselves to illustrate the concepts that we're talking automatically. Uh, so uh, I'm sorry for bringing that up. I love you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, anything else from anyone here has uh, some thoughts before we close out this office hours? No, not really, all good. Uh, just the same plug we did last week. If someone is hearing for the first time, if you have the, if you have the, if you have the expertise into uh, building the, helping us into the different ways, uh, the one we talk about is of course the visualizations, which is connecting with this infographic, or also the in in application inside which we have the explore search page, uh, which we talk a lot of about before. Uh, but I want to nurture that little bit and see how we can make it more impactful and make it more useful and uh, see more usage and growth around that because we spend a lot of time to build that explore page and dashboard and inside the, the word cloud and stuff in app. So uh, how we can make it more useful in that way. Maybe if you have any thoughts, any ideas, uh, you can sign up for 14 days free trial, uh, give a look on the explore search page, upload a couple of videos and uh, uh, let us know. Uh, so that's a one plug I just wanted to add in. Love it. Okay, yes. I have nothing else to add. Nihal, you're good? Okay, Lauren? All good. Lauren. Lauren, just quickly with Lauren, you know, we talked about a lot of sort of um, data stuff through our, our application today and how we're trying to figure out user behavior. But one thing we've also improved immensely has been the data work that we do from a financial side of the business and how we understand business metrics and, you know, that work together, you know, like Lauren and that's when I used to have these financial reviews that feel like they would take like an hour and they would be very painful. Uh, and now they're like smooth and they're not so painful. Um, so like, thanks for Lauren for pulling that. And I think, you know, I've seen uh, your work even now to automate a lot of these things, which is fantastic. So um, freeing you up to do even higher level um, activities that, that you want to do. So grateful for that. Um, and just everyone, like even Lauren the other day was talking about doing more. He wants to do some uh, sort of courses on like data visualization. And I just feels good to be around people who want to learn new skill sets and try to, you know, take what they already have, but just en enhance it even more. And, 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 you know, uh, anyone, you know, Lauren, you might become a resident data viz person. Who knows? Maybe you add another role uh, <laughs> to the, the team. So thank you, Lauren. Tim, you're good. Okay. All right. Thumbs up for everyone. Okay. Thank um, you so much for anyone who, uh, who joined this, watched it, read it, uh, listened to it. Love you all. Thank you for all the support and excited for, for lots more things to come. Thank you so much for you. Thank you.